Today, we're talking with the prolific, internationally recognized evolutionary psychologist, Professor Edward Dutton, the based professor. He's also got a YouTube channel. There'll be a link to that in the description. We talk implicit ethnic organisms, amateur geniuses, and the English eccentric, why individualism is maladaptive, and aligning ancestral intuition and logical thinking. You publish on history. You also publish on, of course, evolutionary psychology and all sorts of things, right? But you've, you have sort of changed moving into a more... You started um, with anthropology, but you move into a more quantitative, hard, more hard of science version of that as you move through your career. But it does seem like the, the history is quite important to you, that Englishness is quite important to you. So for you, how, how, how is that in your life? Has that grounded you? Have you found that grounded you to look into your history?
And that's becoming very, very important now as the specialists become more and more uh, cloistered in their one area. The people that can talk between disciplines are very useful. And that's the, the function of cognitive scientists. That's what, partly what they do when they talk between uh, evolutionary psychology is one of them. They talk to computer scientists and that. You know, yeah, go ahead. Are they, are they high in the productivity bit of because there's two parts of um, in the personality profile conscientiousness. One is the isn't one of them is productive and one of them is the uh, uh, audit. Right. So are they they're higher? Are they higher in one part of that? There's two halves of that. What are they again of conscientiousness? They break down into two other things, don't they? In the big five. Right. Sorry, go on. Yeah. yeah. And I think, too, crossing over a bit into Englishness is that the amateur has been incredibly important in England's history. Uh, and you can even sort of connect the amateur a little with the eccentric, which you've mentioned in videos as well. So the amateur. Yes. Yeah. Look, uh, uh, 
well, let me finish. But I was going to say that, uh, that, yeah, the independent scientist has been incredibly important. Both one being a man that was uh, the ru- the rural lord or the, the eccentric lord. Uh, I think was it Walter Rayleigh was one of them. Um, I think he was big into spiritualism. But they're just very interesting that they, when you have independent uh, money or wealth, or as you've talked about in your videos, the the reverends or the vicars were able to have these independent studies. When you have that you have this ability for people to be independent. I think that's also connected to a sort of an English trait as well, this sort of um, uh, native authority. People feel them to, to be set aside and to think about things, and I'll take myself, or at least where we are, as the authority for these things. And you see that as separate from Rome, this native, this alter imperium. This, I think that's a trait that you see in the English as well. But I also think you see an emergence of this old independent scientist in the populist rising of some people like yourself, right? Because if you can be funded a bit more off YouTube or funded a bit more off people, uh, principality that's under you, it allows you to separate yourself somewhat from the academy, right? So there is somewhat a reemergence of these independent principalities, I suppose you could call it, or independent regions where the eccentric, because I would even say you're, you're eccentric, right? Uh, which is a good thing in our culture, the, the, the re-emergence of that to a degree where the disagreeable types that no longer, there's no longer a place for them in the academy or even many in life, right? But we need these disagreeables to make the breakthroughs. So do you see, I see that anyway, a re-emergence of the disagreeables. Mm. Mm.
if there's a place in your society... Well, we, if, if you have an, an ethnic group that has a certain procedure or in their mythology, which I would say it does for the eccentric, and that's an English eccentric, and that's part of their ethnic group to have this procedure or way of being, then, then can you not be ethnocentric high and still have this genius benefit? If it's actually part of... Yeah. Mm. 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 Well, well, I was just going to keep going on this because it's so interesting. Um, Elgar is a good, good example of this. Is that, and he also suits what you talk about, which is he's half in both worlds. Which I think the eccentric does so well. Is it? He has the traits of someone that fits in. He wears his suits. He has these sort of things. But he has enough in this world of the eccentric where he's both accepted by this archetype, like I, I just mentioned, uh, yet he has this unique thing. So it does seem like it is integrated. So it could still be ethnocentric, yet because there's, just, there's an archetype for it. So if we have a program... Hmm... Mm. 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 <laughs> yeah. Mm.
Kelvin, too's another one. Lord Kelvin's another one. Kelvin's another one. Invented the yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. 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 Yeah, it's interesting because now the Spurg or the, the genius that being going online, it's now come full circle in a way is that now he's saying, or we're saying, I suppose you could say, is that ethnocentric is the thing we should be, have been doing all along, right? And so now we see with this woke, um, like you say, this new woke religion, is that it's propagandized as to self-hate, the English in particular to self-hate. In fact, that's been going on for probably over a century. This, this, this trying to attack Englishness or even to celebrate it uh, or even talk about it. You see Churchill talking about it uh, at the Royal Society of St. George with his speeches there. That Can we even talk about this now? Will the BBC <laughs> come out? He was even saying this in his speeches. So it's, it's not something that's new. Do we need a second religion, religiousness to defeat this thing? Because um, Spengler talks about this, is that in the st if you believe his overarching theory of civilizations, and how these things come, you know, come down and up, uh, you know, decline of the West. I'm not sure if you've, uh, you've read that. A lot of people on our side talk about that book. But he talks about around the uh, point of where Caesarism comes, where a great leader is needed or a great leader comes to, to rule in civilizational cycles, that a second religiousness comes about. Either uh, do we do we need that to resist this thing? Do we need that kind of conviction on our side? Because it seems with the hyper rationality 
that people say you're the game theorists will you you've talked about the adapt, adaptive benefit of religion game theorists people that are hyper rational will probably be defeated by highly intelligent people that are religious because they have that conviction and a morale even when they're in a losing position whereas the game theorist probably can't will predict himself out of the game really in a way because he just can't it's just not a different way of thinking but what do you think of that Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, would you? I guess that's kind of the the purge of the midwits, perhaps, with the the liberal thing. But did you recently have findings with IQ that you mentioned? Is that a change in your older findings, where you were saying that religiousness is not connected to general intelligence negatively? Is that your recent findings? Right. Okay, so it is negatively uh, associated with it, and the sense. Well, hmm. 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 
Mm. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, well, what do you think? Where do you see us going, or what do you think we can do in the face of this thing? Because my my view is we should move towards a, a second religiousness, right? Uh, as a as a as a defense, even a personal defense uh, towards breeding, for for one thing. Um, but I'm not. You don't seem like the religious type to me. <laughs> but I don't know what 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 would you what do you recommend to people in the face of this over. Mm. Right. Mm. <laughs> yeah right okay so i can sort of see your so your view of the uh, you you're basically a determinist maybe you take that to physics as well right do you, is that the way you see the universe itself and reality is that it is deterministic then if you take determinism to the evolutionary level you must right
We got the pragmatic. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's the strange thing, isn't it? Is that, okay, you make a prediction. You see something in the future. And then that prediction then affects how you, you know, decision-making, right? So there's so many tales feeding upon tales, especially in how we operate, right? We are a creature that makes predictions about the future, that has a trail from the past and makes a decision based on, on the timeline it sees, where it came from. So it's, you just like you just did then. Is that you look to, okay, you make, a, and then you give me that theory. And I say, okay, how will I adjust my, my, myself based upon what you've just given me, this, this prediction of where we're going to go? And that just changes how we make our decisions. I know, I know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, this comes down to those uh, tests they've done about the uh, decision-making, um, where it's uh, based on notice. I, I don't know what, you probably know the experiments I'm talking about, where they've timed it based on when the impulse in the brain and then uh, when the decision's made. So I, I think that's what you're talking about there. But it is interesting when you just have so many tales upon tales, uh, uh, so many circles, feedback loops of things affecting it. Uh, when someone makes a prediction about something, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to see. The determinism thing is quite hard to see when you see so many things like that. But, um, I mean, that's a philosophical argument. I'll just leave to other people because it's just been had so many times on YouTube, so we won't go into it. Um, but on the element of, uh, of uh, Englishness, though, and the monarchy, with that coming up, it's quite interesting. Um, how do you... Now, the, you recently posted a video on the monarch uh, when the monarch died and it being uh, sacred, it being uh, sanctifying. I think those things, I, when I consider it, it is immortal, right? The crown is immortal in the sense that it is passed on again and again and again. It's not simply a... Do you see these things as merely a, a sort of adaptation or merely a sort of story we tell people uh, and that happens to be an adaptive benefit because it is true
Well, it's it it is immortal while it goes on. If you take it to be a distributed cognition amongst everyone, and you take that to be the king of England, right, as an organism, I'm sure you can see a religion as an organism aside from humans, right, as as what uh, meme that passes between them all that is an organism. If you take that to be the king of England, this an archetype between everyone, let's call it, right, a meme complex, then that is immortal while it exists. So it is a kind of eternal. It's not an untruth. Mm. Yeah, I think too. It is. It's a separate separation of two things: is that the state is the efficiency and the power, and above that is essentially the king, or at least that's how it has has emerged now, how, where it's led to, where you've got the authority, which is something that, and when you have the upper house, that's supposed to be what like what the lords are. That's why the 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 church is there as well. That's why they have representation there as well, right? Is they're lending authority, a spiritual authority. So the state itself, the mechanism, isn't isn't this sanctified thing. It is sanctified continuously from this upper thing that sits above it, right? Which the king also is. So it is too. It's. Hmm.
I think you could see too when people turned up to be resting in state that they certainly did have pieces of this organism amongst them all, right? As part of their existential being, something has they felt a loss. Is when you when some when your relative dies, it's not just a a physical organism that dies. Something also, or else you wouldn't feel that you know it it just be gone, wouldn't it? There's something that is in you that grieves, right? There's something in you whether it's a mean yes. Yes. Mm. 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 Well, you are, in a sense. Well, one way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. 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 Oh yeah. I think too you can see with that cueing is that, I mean these are things that are procedurally passed right in the developmental psychological stage these are deep things the ancestors are there in a way so it's not only that it was a personal relationship that was over the television there are things this way of being that connects this people together that have them turn up there to cue as you say that are deeper right this ancestor worship is very yes hmm yeah.
So you heavily do your work on the individual. Do you do you ever apply apply these your theories or evolutionary theories to an I guess a higher order organism? Thinking about it, say the monarch as something that's larger, right? Or or, or a particular religion like an organism, and saying, okay, what's this organism doing to survive? Or what's rather than on the individual level? Hmm. That's that strikes me as a particular. That's certainly an interest of mine is seeing it as an organism, which is, I suppose, is a disparity of what I'm talking about, what you're talking about in terms of the uh, ethnic group. I think that is very interesting there in terms of how the the ceremonies of the monarch worked in terms of an ethnic organism, right? I see it, or or here's it framed as a question. Do you see there are, uh, that in an organism such as that, if it's Christianity or an ethnic organism, can you see implicit things going on that are not intentional with that organism for its own survival? Not individually intentional, yet going on, being influenced by
I wonder if you uh, align your intentionality with what your prediction of what is good for the organism, whether that is adaptive in that way. If you say, okay, ethnic organism, align intentionality, see what it's doing, what's good for it. Is that more adaptive than not doing that? Mm. 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 Well, I'm not talking about that. Just saying. I just mean, yeah, go on. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 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 what's happened to us because it does seem like we have been like i mentioned earlier propagandized to not even see uh ethnic group or even see a, a cultural group as being a group right and and that is that not a suicidal strategy because when you look at the ashkenazi ashkenazi is that they say well you talk about in your paper the ashkenazi or there's an argument for even without intentionality that implicitly they seem to reinforce the ethnic group is that because it's a mon- minority and we're a majority that for Right.
<laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they just don't care. But acquiring power, yeah. Mm. No. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It, it did seem that we were very high in it. And to, uh, in terms of having an island, its borders didn't change much compared to the continent at all, almost. Right? England maintained its borders, whereas the wars, the French borders, the German borders, they're constantly changing. These are basically a new nations, right? So over a long period of time, you had that. You had this isolation. People didn't leave their spot. If you look at the genetic maps of where people were, they, they still are in the same places they always were, more or less, right? Until the plane came, of course. People move around now. But they had that consistent spot, which is not the same elsewhere, right? So you see...
I wonder, too, is that one thing they attack so much is English nationalism. It's something that's, that's very much uh, been under attack, like I said earlier, for even 100 years, if not more. Yet Scottish nationalism, Welsh nationalism, Irish nationalism, these things seem to be supported by Global Homo, by Biden going to Ireland, right? I, w- I call it gladio nationalism, right? It's the CIA nationalism that they push it because it supports them until it becomes a threat to them. So my view is that they don't support English nationalism or it's attacked because it's the majority, because that would be an ethnic group that could take possession of the thing, right? And say... Hmm. Hmm. And what's the response to that? I suppose not directly at them, I suppose, but rather than just being uh, self-hating, surely we should celebrate it and act as if, as if it wasn't the case that this propaganda was there, right? What will we do if, as long as we don't get banned from uh, YouTube, but should we not 
celebrate and solidify what this thing is if we want it to survive and actually do something rather than... Mm. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, pow. Mm. I think that's probably worth considering is that there is this uh, leap to the right, uh, habitual right. So we, we need to be... You don't want to just do that on habit. You don't want to just do that, sorry, impelled by something that's implicit. You don't want to be... You want to be conscious of what's going on because if you're just endlessly drifting right to be the more extreme for adaptation, that can be a bit silly, right? You want to pick the best idea. You want to be picking the best... Mm.
Mm. <coughs> mm. Yeah, right. Well, Ed, I think that's a good place to end it, really. Unless you had anything else you want to want to talk about, anything coming up that you want to promote. And the other thing I'll, I'll plug is that uh, basket weaving, which you've actually gone along and done, which is a thing you can participate in, people on our side of things, as a response, like we were just talking about there. So, mm. 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 yes and yeah perfect place to win it i hope you enjoyed that everyone god bless and uh god save the king spirit as i say and that's cut yeah <laughs> that's cut thanks edward <laughs>